The NHL Network has dropped their top 20 players of every position. And of course, the Carolina Hurricanes have guys showing up on this list yet again. And we will also be diving into the media availability from the Carolina Hurricanes newest roster edition. Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're watching and listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Wednesday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Thank you. And as I mentioned, the NHL Network has dropped their top 20 players of every position. We'll be diving into that in this episode, as well as looking at Paul Stansky's, uh media availability. I'm still struggling to pronounce that last name. Uh, but, you know, diving into this, starting with the centers. Uh, as no one is surprised, Sebastian Ajo landed at number nine on the top 20 the almost said defenseman uh centerman uh for this year's list uh is you know we'll go through the top 10 here Connor McDavid number one Austin Matthews two Nathan McKinnon three Leon Dreisaitl four Sidney Crosby five Alexander Barkov six Steven Stamko seven Patrice Bergeron eight Sebastian Ajo nine and Mika Sabanajad at 10 you know you'd obviously you know may move a couple guys around here but as a whole you know top 10 sermon for sebastian auto kind of in that bottom five of the top 10 i think that's fair for him you know really really no complaints on this one um you know but getting into the wings no one from the carolina hurricanes there i don't agree with that i think Andre Sveshkov and or Tavo Teravainen should have been in there. Uh, and yeah, I don't really agree with that in the slightest. You know, we'll dive through that top 10 as well, because, you know, just scrolling through the comments section of this one, you'll agree. Uh, not a lot of people agree with this one. Alexander Ovechkin, number one. Nikita Kucherov, two, Kirill Kaprizov, three, Mitch Marner, four, Jonathan Huberto, five, Mika Rantanen, six, Johnny Gaudreau, seven, Artemi Panarin, eight, Brad Marchand, nine, Patrick Kane at ten. Yeah, I'm not really agreeing with this in the slightest. And as I mentioned, you, know, you go through the comment section on that. Not a lot of people do. Yeah, this is... Uh, all of these kinds of lists, whether it's NHL, NFL, NBA, whatever, name value is going to carry a lot of weight. Like Alexander Ovechkin, 
you know, he's obviously one of, you know, the top wings in the game. Is he the best one? No. Yeah, just like the NFL Network, uh, top 100 player list. Yeah, Tom Brady was number one. You guys know me. I'm a huge uh, Tom Brady fan. I know I'm wearing a Panthers shirt right now, uh, but you guys know I'm a massive New England Patriots fan. They're my favorite team. And Tom Brady is one of the best players in the league. He's the greatest player of all time, but he's the best player in the NFL right now. No, I'd say that's Aaron Donald. But, you know, like, you know, this stuff, you know, it's very subjective and whatnot. So, you know, I don't really agree with that. Uh, and again, name value, Alex Sebastian, Patrick Kang, other big names, of course, they're going to show up whether it's deserving or not. Uh, and then, you know, you get over into the defenseman. Uh, you had Jacob Slavin at 13 and Brent Burns at 20. Burns, I think that's pretty fair. You know, he's come off like a 52 or 54 point season uh, on a bad San Jose team. You know, he's still a really good defenseman. I think, you know, after this season, maybe jumps up a little bit in that in those rankings. I think, you know, he's going to have a really good season this year. But Jacob Slavin is one where I have a lot of criticism at number 13. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Uh, that is really disrespectful there. The Carolina Hurricanes, you know, they sent out you know, a post of, you know, wanting folks to put respect on Slavin's name. Uh, but, you know, we've talked about it in the past. You know, he's not a flashy player. He doesn't put up a whole bunch of points. He's a defensive defenseman. Is he top three, top five, if not number one in the defensive categories? Yeah. You know, go look at that stuff. You know, he's up there. Uh, and you know, I think, you know, the reason he isn't, uh, top 10 is because of the style of game that he plays. He's not one to go score a bunch of goals, put up a bunch of points, not have those highlight real kinds of plays. And that's why, that's why that's what people want. You know, you look at the Norris trophy, Jacob Slavin should absolutely be in that conversation. And you know, yeah, he gets votes. But, you know, it's best defenseman uh, on paper is what it says. But in reality, it's the best offense defenseman, you know, which which defenseman puts up the most points, you know, or the most goals. Uh, you know, you look at the list, you know, number one, Kale McCarr, two, Victor Hedman, three, Roman Yossi, four, Adam Fox, five, Charlie McAvoy, six, Chris Letang, seven, Aaron Eckled, eight, Devin Taves, nine, John Carlson, and 10 year high skin in it's those guys put up more points than, you know, than Jacob Slavin. Yeah. That's, that's why they're there. That's why they're there. Um, plain and simple. You know, it is what it is, you know, with that thing, like I said, you know, these things are very subjective, uh, and people are always going to disagree with stuff like this. Yeah. You know, I brought up the NFL network one. A lot of folks disagree with that. Uh, and a lot of folks disagree with this. You know, I think the wings was the worst. Uh, and you know, you imagine a you know, goalie one is going to come out before too long. And uh, Freddie Anderson, he'll be on there. Uh, I, I think yeah, you know, he's probably he'll be top ten. I'd imagine uh, maybe top five. You know, we'll have to wait and see on that to see just what happens. But you know. Like with um, the Vesna, you know, I think you know, he's kind of into the season. Yeah, you know, that kind of hurt him. Uh, you know, for the season he was having. Uh, 
but you know that's just something time will tell again you see you take it with a grain of salt uh it's something to just get folks talking you know uh and like i said name value is going to carry a lot of weight in this stuff uh you know like alex ovechkin either one kind of that really sticks out it's really good but he's not the best anymore uh but you know what are you gonna do i don't work for the nhl network i imagine you probably don't you know if anyone for the nhl network is watching i don't like that list <laughs> but in the meantime you know as i mentioned the carolina hurricanes uh newest member of the roster did have his media availability a few days ago and we'll be listening to that and dissecting what he had to say right after this quick break now folks the nhl season is right around the corner preseason is just less than a month away can you believe it so if you're going to want to place bets on someone to win the stanley cup your team's win prediction, whatever it may be, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs. College football season is right around the corner. I think NC State's first game is this weekend, I think, uh, September 3rd. Uh, so find all of the latest football league developments, game matchup news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Not only do you have college football this weekend, you also have a big week as far as professional wrestling goes. You have AEW's All Out, you have Clash at the Castle, you have Worlds Collide. You got a lot of stuff going on there. So if you want to place a bet on who you think's going to win a title match is it going to be roman reigns or drew mcintyre is john moxley going to retain the AEW world undisputed world championship whatever it may be bet online is the place to go they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing and golf so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts now, folks, as I mentioned, it's time to take a listen to what Paul had to say in his media availability a few days ago. We'll listen to that, and then we will dissect just what he had to say. Hey, Paul. Uh, welcome to, to Raleigh, I guess. Uh, can you uh, can you tell us a little why this is a fit for you and maybe, uh, you know, where you see yourself uh slotting in here do you still see yourself as a center the wing or just or just somebody who can provide both yeah uh thanks i'm excited to join the, the squad excited to get going um <clears throat> and I, I've, I've always kind of respected the last couple of years for sure the way they play i feel like um you know you, every team's good on paper but then there's certain consistencies and some different work ethics and uh kind of challenges different teams bring upon you. And Carolina was always one of those teams I'm like, yeah, these guys play good. They play the same style where all four lines come at you hard and aggressive. They play that smart two-way game. And then, um, you know, they've been close. They've been close. And then I think, you know, once they were we were always kind of interested in them. And then, you know, to make it work, I think was, was something that, you know, I'm very excited about. And then the center wing combination for me, it's I kind of look at the forward depth and realize 
you know, there's a lot of good players there that can play wing or center. So when you play with those smart players, to me, it really doesn't matter. Steve? Hey, Paul, congratulations on, on the deal. Uh, 21 goals last year. I'm wondering kind of even at this stage of your career, what makes you a kind of ability to, to kind of get that goal scoring back? Uh, longer season. <laughs> I think, um, you know, a couple of seasons before that were kind of shortened seasons. But uh, no, I felt good. I think I tinkered a few things with, with kind of my the way I work out kind of my diet a little bit. And then uh, I guess I had good players, but uh, you know, it's, it's more about creating chances. And um, you know, sometimes you're scoring goals when you should be scoring goals. And sometimes you're not scoring goals when you should be scoring goals. And as long as you're creating those chances kind of over the course of the year, I think kind of the law of averages kind of always gives and, and you're going to get, you know, those opportunities. And um, you know, today's game, I think you have so much skill where a lot of guys can score, you know, nice highlight real goals and, I've never been kind of that guy. I've always find a way to get to the puck to the net, kind of time the puck. And, you know, if you look at all my goals in my career, I'm sure the majority are from, you know, within three, four feet of the net. You got to go to hard areas to get goals. Go ahead, Walt. Walt, you muted. Sorry about that. Paul, welcome to the organization. Uh, you talked a little bit about the team being very close, and it's obviously their goal to achieve a Stanley Cup within the next season or two. Um, what is it that excites you most about the opportunity in Carolina? Yeah, I think it's just winning. I think it's, it's a chance to win. I think that's what everyone wants. Um, it's so hard. I mean, you, you can ask anybody, you know, it's their year. There's 20 teams that think they have the chance of winning. Um, but there's a good mix of, of younger players kind of coming to their own and a good mix of veteran. And I think uh, there's a coach that, that understands how to win. And, um, you know, the last two years, I can recall, they've been pretty close to winning. And, and you know, you lose out to Tampa, who ends up winning it all. You know, you lose out to New York in a tight seven series. New York could easily be in Tampa and then the finals. You just, you know, it's sometimes it's it's just kind of, little place here and there can determine a season of, you know, how good you can be and it takes a little luck. But uh, I just like kind of the combination they have of, of like skill, speed, strength, and a mix of, you know, younger guys that are hungry and older guys that want to win as well. Alec. Yeah. Hey, Paul, congrats. Uh, you early in your career played a couple of times against Rod Brindamore as a player, but now coming with him as the head coaches, what have you heard about him as a coach and how excited are you to get this opportunity to play for him? Yeah, I think just honesty. I think he's a, he's a straight shooter. Um, that's what I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of things, very personal, you know, really gets to know the guys on and off the ice. And then that goes a long ways. Um, but I think as a coach is, I always kind of judge him by the way, guys that played with him, whether, you know, they're a first line guy or whether they're the 13th forward, they say the same amount of things and kind of the way the team plays. And honestly, like I said, they play that hard two-way kind of, aggressive, you know, hunt the puck, kind of get the puck mentality checking game that, you know, Rod was so successful in his career. And I think uh, he's kind of built an identity of that team. And then it kind of starts from him and, and, you know, what he knows how to be successful. And I think the team kind of feeds off that and, and believes and, you know, trusts his message. Mike Salarte. Hey, Paul, Mike Salarte here, Spectre News One. Congratulations on the deal. Welcome to the Carolinas. Uh, and after a thousand NHL games and at the age of 36, you touched on the youth 
that the the Hurricanes have and the nice mix of the older guys, the veteran guys. I mean, you're coming into a, a team now that adds Brent Burns, uh, Max Pacioretty, even though he's injured right now, he'll be coming back at some point. Where do you feel the, the biggest need for this team is based on so much youth? I mean, do these guys just kind of need someone in the room to help them show, you know, show them the way and, and a little bit, of, you know, learn a little bit more about uh, the NHL because this core group has been together a couple of years, but they're still very young. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, there's older guys like myself or Burns or Patch, like everyone kind of tries to lead by example or teach kids different ways. And, um, you know, for me, I've always kind of, I kind of have nice relationships with all the players and my teammates I've had. And I realize that, you know, every player is different. Um, you know, I've always been kind of one of those guys that helps my teammates get better. So I want the best out of my teammates, you know, because if they're doing well, you know, team's doing well, everyone's in a good mood. And I kind of realize that. I think early in my career, I was fortunate enough to learn that from, well, I had my dad, obviously, first and foremost, which was always nice for me when I was younger. But then I had, you know, the likes of, you know, Joe Sackick or Adam Foote or, you know, Pierre Turgeon, Andrew Burnett. And these are guys I'm so close with, but I still remember my early days. And, you know, even when they did leave, they'd always kind of keep in touch, try to always help me on and off the ice. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's a lot of, I feel like a lot of it is really mental. You know, a lot of, it's a long season, goes through ups and downs. And, some guys, um, you know, put too much stress on themselves sometimes. Sometimes it's a little too easy, and there's kind of like a fine balance. And I think as if you gotten older, you kind of realize that, and you try to kind of teach that wisdom to the other guys. Are, are you comfortable with the, I mean, as respectfully as I can, with the older guy label? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be older than younger. <laughs> I think in today's age, you know, it's a, everyone, I'm sure everyone says that. It's changed a lot. But, no, I, I'm, you know, like I feel like I've learned a lot, and and um yeah I love where I'm at I love kind of it's always kind of fun playing with whether it's 20 year olds 25 year olds or 30 different guys and they're different aspects of their lives whether off the ice or getting married or whether on the ice they keep getting better and it kind of it kind of gives you that kind of a jolt of energy and you know as much as they can learn from me I can also learn different things from them and that kind of makes it fun thank you go ahead Chip yeah, welcome to Carolina. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, what was your initial reaction to Max uh, Pacioretty's injury, and have you had a chance to talk with him? And I guess the second question would be, how soon do you uh, intend to get to Carolina and start working out with some of the guys? Yeah, I mean, I think I was just, uh, you know, I felt bad for him because I know I'm really close to him. I know how hard he works. I know how motivated he is and how hungry he is. Um, you know, to play and get better and, and kind of prove a doubters wrong or just keep showcasing his skill. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's very unfortunate and you feel bad for him. And, you know, sometimes you take a step back and, it, you know, it could be a blessing this guy's. You never know. I think, you know, time will tell, but maybe it'll be good for him just to kind of reset a little bit. And then, you know, when he does come in, he'll be, you know, that much more hungry, that much more fresh in the middle of the season when everyone's kind of lagging a little bit. But, you know, it's different ways to put perspective. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, I talk to Patch every day. So whether it's about hockey, whether it's about life, whether it's about anything, we're both in similar stages in our career. And then that we, we really can talk a lot about a lot, talk about a lot of things that are just not hockey. And I think to me, that's always kind of fun. And uh, we'll be like around Labor Day plan on coming down. I think uh, got to just figure out living situation, schools for the kids and, uh, move everything down there, but uh, you know, I think the last whatever twelve hours we've kind of been busy just on the phones all day figuring that stuff out. And 
you know, for my wife and I, it's about making it as easy as possible for our kids to be comfortable. And then, um, like I know how the NHL is, I know all these guys are, you step in the locker room, they make you, you know, they're all the guys in the league, you know, welcome you with open arms and we're all cut from the same class. So I'm excited to join these guys. Go ahead, Corey. Was it a consideration at all making a jump to the to Eastern Conference after playing out West for so long? And then uh, and then secondly, have you thought at all about the chance to play in another outdoor game? Do they have an outdoor game? I didn't even know that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what? So, I feel like sometimes when you – I've been through this process before, and sometimes in your mind when you think you're going to go to one place and that's all you think about, something else kind of – happens and and you know something good always comes out of it i think uh i've done a good job with my dad and, and my agent we always kind of take a step back and just look at all the options and weigh them down and um the eastern conference thing was you know i always thought like i've only played western conference um but it's a new challenge like i said i think uh i think this league now is so good it doesn't matter you know if you're playing on the best team in the west conference or the worst team in the eastern conference you know every night is a competition and you got to be at your best um but I told my wife now we, after playing Carolina, now we've played in Pacific time zone, Mountain Central, and Eastern time zone. So we'll get a little taste of everything. And, uh, you know, you only grow and learn from stuff like this. And, and it's something that um, we come in with positive attitude and we're excited about it. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, thanks. Hey, Paul. Um, two questions. Uh, one, did you have higher money offers in free agency than than this one? And then as sort of a part two to that, as you become a, a veteran player, as we've talked about, does that decision in free agency to maybe forego larger cash offers for an opportunity like Carolina become an easier one? Yeah, I mean, there, we had a lot of different options on the table. And so that's one thing you got to think about. Um, and, and that's kind of thing like, uh, like, I, like I've been fortunate to play long enough that it's not about, you know, the dollars and cents. Obviously, you know, it's always nice. And, and you can see, you know, you, what your market value is in one sense. But at the same time, you know, my wife and I have always wanted a, a chance to win. As later in our career, we've been fortunate enough to play in good teams. And you come close and you realize how hard it is. And um, maybe it might never come. That's all right. But as long as you give yourself a chance and, and you have good teams come knocking on your door and they, they think you're valuable, I think that's a risk we're always willing to take. Go ahead, Steve. And I know you mentioned, uh, Paul, about Max coming back, essentially, and kind of giving you guys a boost. But while he's gone, as much as you don't want to see him out, is there something, maybe a void that, that uh, you could fill in kind of his absence until he gets back? Uh, yeah, but we're different players, I think, on the ice, off the ice. Um, but he's uh, um, got that old school mentality, though, which I, which I like. And he's very direct, very honest you know, no nonsense about him. And I think that's sometimes some, you know, young people take it the wrong way, but I think once they understand where he's coming from and realize it's like, he's only trying to help you out, then they realize that, yeah, you know, he is, he wants to do everything. You know, he's not afraid to call someone out or be board direct, just if it's going to help that player become a better player, if it's going to help that team, that, you know, the team win and get a couple extra points. And I think he's learned from it. I think he's played and, uh, you know, he was captain Montreal, which is, you know, the highest pressure maybe next to Toronto right there. And, you know, it's always tough for being an American and a Canadian, you know, especially a French market. But, you know, he's seen uh, he's seen the highs and lows. He's seen what's work and what doesn't work. And I think that's the one thing is as you get older, 
you play with so many good players, so many good teams, and you kind of you see how different people lead, and you see what works, what doesn't work, and you try to be adaptable to to all the different players. You know, whether it's uh, you know, it's one way to talk to a top line guy, it's another way to talk to a fourth line guy because you know they have different mindsets, there's different mentality, and there's kind of different stress levels on all those guys. Greg, did you have another one? No, I'm good. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. All right, thanks, guys. All right, guys. You know, we just listened to what all Paul had to say. And you know, a lot of it, you know, very much like the Brent Burns one. You know, a lot of it, you know, is the, uh, you know, typical, you know, coming to a new team type stuff that you say. But, you know, I do find you know, that is interesting you know, is that, you know, he turned down more money to come here. And you know, I think that says a lot about the team and the state they're in now. You know, years ago, you know, it was hard to get folks to come here. You know, it was a crap team. You know, it wasn't a good team. And, and now, you know, it's a consistent playoff team, a team that is hoping to contend for a Stanley Cup. Oh, I forget which news place it was, but I know one you know, place, you know, had the Hurricanes pick to win the Stanley Cup. You know, they were, last season, you know, they're one that very well could have, you know, and they're really looking to get over that hump. You know, I've said it, you know, many times here before that a lot of times, you know, it feels like they're, you know, the, the old Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, where they're, you know, so good in the regular season, but, you know, come playoff time, they're just struggling to get over that hump, you know? And, you know, I also, you know, mentioned, you know, when Stephen Tam- Sam Close was on Trip Tracy's podcast, you know, he likened the Hurricanes to uh, the, those Tampa Bay Lightning teams. And, and so... You know, the fact that we're able to draw people in like this, I think is really good, you know. And, you know, he mentioned, you know, his offense. You know, I talked about it uh, the other day. You know, I'd reached out to Harrison, you know, the host of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, you know, about Paul, you know, what we can expect, you know, of him being a guy that can still contribute offensively, play kind of up and down line, be that middle six forward. I'd, it'd be interesting to where, see where he slots up. Uh, that's obviously going to be a training camp thing. You know, training camps are right around the corner. Preseason is less than a month away. I was looking at that earlier today. So as far as where he'll slot in, just kind of have to wait and see. But, you know, being able to add, you know, solid veteran that can still contribute like that, I think is really, really good. And, you know, I mentioned on the episode the other day that a lot of folks were talking, you know, that, is a steal for that price one year 1.5 you know that that's a steal you know a guy that can still contribute is really really big because that's what they needed you know when max petrady went out with his injury we have obviously speculated here on the show of what the plan is going to be i literally had said you know on that episode, the day they signed him, that I don't see them signing any free agents or making any sort of uh, big trades or or anything like that. But you know, lo and behold, they go and do it. Uh, so that would really be interesting to see what what happens here as far as where he's going to slot in and what his role is going to be. You know, he obviously mentioned he's comfortable, you know, being the older guy. You know, that's what he is. You know. 
you look at last season, you know, like Derek Stepan, Ian Cole, you know, they they knew their role of what of where they're at in their in this point of their career. They're the older veteran guys. You mentioned Derek Stepan, you know, he's on a PTO right now, you know, so he it wouldn't surprise me if he honestly ends up being like an extra forward for the Hurricanes because he is a guy that knows the system. In my opinion, they were he did really good for the Hurricanes last year. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting what happens with him. You, you also figure, you also just brought uh, Ryan Dezingle back. You know, he's a two-way deal. Uh, so he's kind of going, probably going to be more of a Chicago guy with the way the lineup is. But you also have him in the mix now as well. A guy that in, a lot of NHL experience understands the hurricane system. Uh, which I think is going to be big. And, you know, it, a lot of moving pieces heading into this offseason. You know, one thing that was weird was, you know, him saying that he didn't know the Hurricanes had an outdoor game, which, you know, I figured, you know, as fans and, you know, folks that cover the team, we're obviously going to be clued into this kind of stuff. You know, we're going to know this is happening. We're keeping up, you know, every little thing, you know, they're, you know, hoping you know, for every little bit of information, you know, we get about this stadium series game, you know, we've been begging for it for years, you know, we got it, got put off, you know, so of course we know obviously players, you know, they're going to have a bit of a different mentality, especially the ones that don't play here or, you know, didn't or play here, you know, maybe guys that are gone now, you know, like Nina, you know, he obviously knew that game was happening. Uh, you know, now it's not for him. He's in Nashville, but, you know, guys that have been here, you know, they're gonna know. Uh, but you know, guys uh, outside of it, they're probably not keeping up with uh, what the Hurricanes are doing, especially being like a small market team. You know, they're not really gonna keep up with that stuff the way you or I would, or players that play here. You know, so I don't really look into that. A little funny, yeah, because it's a big thing. But again, you know, it's. He doesn't play here. You know, he doesn't have to keep up with what they're doing. But I'm really looking forward to what he can bring here. Um, you know, he mentioned, you know, he's, everyone really likes the system, you know, that plays here. You know, how hard the Hurricanes play. That's something a lot of folks bring up, you know, when they're talking about the Hurricanes, when they're playing for an opposing team or when they come here. That's something they always talk about of just – how hard this team plays that it's one that's circled on the calendar now of like, Oh, you know, we're going to have to play really hard. So really looking forward to see how that goes. Training camp again is right around the corner. Same with preseason. So we'll get more of an idea of what his role is going to be on the team then. But in the meantime, make sure you follow locked on hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.